now. Bachelor Nation on the After Reality Podcast Network. He is the very honest, genuine, and sincere Will Simmons. And he's feeling all right, all right, all right, Spencer Kitley. And this is the Bachelor Nation podcast on the After Reality Podcast Network, presented to you by our partners at Fantasy for Reality, Fantasy the number four, reality.com. This week, um, we had, like, I don't want to make it cliche, but one of the most real episodes of reality television, particularly in Bachelor Nation, that I remember watching, and I've seen just about every episode of this franchise. Uh, uh, it was it was very deep, Will. Um, but uh, what what what's good in your world before we talk about the Bachelorette? Well, a really nice Thanksgiving. I hope you did too. So uh, I did. I behaved and didn't eat too much. Oh, I went. Literally ham on Friday and Saturday. I didn't was it drink ham or turkey? <laughs> it was a lot of everything. I ate probably four or five times a day. And when I'm saying eating, like I sat down with a plate or a bowl of full of something about four or five times on top of snacking and eating cookies and everything else in between. I think in those two days, I literally put on like four and a half to six pounds. Uh, felt pretty terrible on Monday, but uh, back on track this week. <laughs> you got any pie? Did you get any pie? Yeah, my friend made a really good uh, pump, uh, pecan pie and uh, apple pie, um, but we also made uh, red velvet cookies, Ooh. which were dynamite, and then these uh, pecan bark or something like that, pecan where fingers. where my front doorstep is. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Bethany might be making these again. They were pretty awesome, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, feeling good this week. Um, yeah. Do you have any Cajun delights? I made a crab bisque on Friday, which was pretty dynamite. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Cajun, no, no, that's about Cajun as it gets. Yeah. Crab bisque. Gotcha. I didn't know if it was red beans and rice season or any of uh, these things. Yeah. I did that a few weeks ago when okay. my in-laws were in town, but, uh, gumbo is next if the weather stays, uh, like it is. So nice. Indeed. All right. Well, um, that's enough about, uh, our <laughs> lives. Let's talk about these, uh, much more interesting, I think, people are, that are on reality mm. TV. Some <laughs> of them are. Some of them are definitely more interesting based on some of the facts that came out this week. Sure. Um, but it was uh, like, I actually tweeted this last night. I felt like this group of guys maybe is the most invested group of guys in the lead ever on this show. I, I think the pandemic may have something to do with it, but like they are, seem really present and there for her. I don't know where, where your head's at on that statement. I completely agree. Like there's a couple guys that like, you know, they're not going to win and they probably know they're not to win, but like they're still no. in it to try. They're still there to try to make this work as best they can. So yeah, no, I agree. There's not a lot of uh fluffer people out there kind of filler. Yeah, well, I it really feels like she she's got a group that she really likes, but it's hard to pick one person out as a viewer as like, oh, that's the guy. It's like it's these four or five guys. Mm-hmm. I feel like at this point, which is not something you can say on it 
really any season of this show. I mean, like usually you have a pretty decent idea. It's like these two. I mean, Jojo Fletcher. It was it's Jordan Rogers from the beginning. Um, uh, Andy Dorfman. You knew it was Josh Murray from the beginning. Uh, not not or even you knew you were pretty sure it was Sean Booth with uh, Caitlin Bristow as well. Which congratulations. To her, uh, I didn't see it, but I heard she won Dancing with the Stars. No, oh, nice. years after begging, begging to get on the show. But uh, I have plenty to talk about, but might as well get the formalities out of the way before we get started. You want to remind everybody where they can find us online? Find us on Twitter at After Reality Pod. Like the After Reality TV podcast page on Facebook, and check us out on Instagram at After Reality Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you download them: Spotify, Apple, Google, or Stitcher. And check out our website, AfterRealityPodcast.com. Hello, amigos. This is Jorge from Paradise, the bartender from Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, you're listening to After Reality Podcast. Oh yeah. Well, I am. I'm back in full force on my tequila. Um, mm. I mean. I'm, I'm trying to cycle through my collection of tequilas uh, with some tequila on the ice um, here, here and there. Maybe not every night, but uh, trying to have <laughs> just one drink. I'm not drinking a lot, just uh, re, reinvigorating the, the palate. Uh, had some good ones recently. Wish Jorge was here to... To pour them for me. Oh man! Put the bottle on the table for me. I uh, still, I still got a good bit of that really nice tequila you gave me. Um, that I sip on for victories and big deal things, and haven't had too many of those lately. So I still got a lot of that left. <laughs> man, there's something coming in the holidays. I'm sure of it. Yeah, I mean, like if the Saints win the Super Bowl, you know, I can. I'm gonna polish that shit off. <laughs> <laughs> if not. Uh, Wife has a birthday in the new year, maybe. Uh, yeah, she does. Yeah, it's always something, but yeah. like, you know, something like, hey, damn it, you know what? I'm going to really, yeah. I have a lot of I, nice I alcohol I don't drink. Yeah, bit. exactly. Yeah. I have a lot of nice alcohol I don't drink because I'm like, hmm, this one costs a lot. I don't want to buy this one again. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like to just keep a little bit in each bottle. Man, yeah. I still have some of that. Yeah, just still enough. Just enough. Yeah. Um, anyway, challenges this week for us with The Bachelor and with. <laughs> Anyone who is a AT&T U-verse or DirecTV subscriber, thanks a lot, AT&T, and your partnership with Tegna television stations like we have here in Austin, Texas. Um, not real cool that I didn't get any of the broadcast. You got, strangely, half of the broadcast. I got an hour. Like, literally at the part where Riley, after the end of group date, Riley's like, basically telling her all this stuff. It just like went, went to straight to that. And we're like, wait, our DVR is nothing but this now. Great. I typically start watching on about a 45 to hour delay. So that's where and, we're at. And about right, right around like seven Oh five. I was on Twitter and I see reality Steve on our Twitter account. Um, and our Twitter feed post. Guess I won't be posting clever live tweets tonight because yeah. of this blue screen. Um, which it's strange that you got it on such a delay. I ended up having to, not having to, but I, I had to do this earlier in the year when I, I had Bachelor not record, but I was able to utilize a website called Lowcast for anyone, L-O-Cast, and spoof my location to Denver, Colorado for a slightly delayed, one, or one hour delayed off of Central Time 
broadcast and was able to watch that last night through the computer. You had to, I guess, stream through abc.com. Anyhow. I went through I went through Hulu. Oh, Hulu. Commercial free. It was great. I like Honestly, it. it's worth going to Hulu if you uh, if you don't have the commercials because it is literally bang, bang, bang. No bullshit. It cuts right to it. It's almost it's almost better than having to stream the commercials because like it just stops and, yeah. and drops as soon as you need it. So full episode only like hour and twenty three minutes, which yeah. is shorter than I would expect a two hour. Um, a lot of commercials. I think I I feel like it would be closer to ninety minutes, but seventy. What was it? Eighty three minutes. Yeah. Um, anyhow, so I but I I did as that was happening. I did miss the first fifteen minutes, which you did actually get to see and. Sounded like it was just mostly Chris Harrison announcing that he will be taking the week off, right? Yeah, it's basically just you know he's taking the week off. We know he's going to college after you mentioned it a couple weeks ago, which I wasn't aware of. But TCU, I hate the Horned Frogs. Uh, sorry, I, I, I don't, I don't mind them. No reason to hate or dislike them. They don't affect my team as much as Spencer's, but um, they did uh, something yeah. to me in two thousand nine. And there you go. Just touch, touch them in the bad place, I guess. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was basically just them hemming and hawing about how they have to get this one-on-one date because uh, group dates are bullshit at this point. So uh, yeah, kind of Ben was making a point to like, I gotta get, I gotta make sure she notices me this week, and I gotta be there for her, and a lot of that kind of rigmarole. So uh, yeah, not really anything importance at that point. How, what did the handoff? How did it go? I saw the very beginning of it. I, I think where. Yeah. Tasha was pretending to entertain uh, in her suite. JoJo yeah. came in. They had a chit chat. What was the handoff from Chris to JoJo? Or was I mean, it? She, there wasn't. She shows up in the house with the guys. Okay. okay. JoJo <laughs> just shows up and is like, hey, Chris is gone and I'm here. Well, no, he was there. He was with her. He's in the oh, room okay. and he's like, oh, JoJo is going to be here to help me out while I'm gone. And everyone's like, safe travels, Chris. And, and they were all like, meow. Yeah, what's up? Bethany was like, "How how come her and Jordan aren't married?" <laughs> I was like, "That's a good point." Who said? Did, did someone on the show say that? Uh, Bethany. Bethany said it. They've been married. They've been. I was wondering how long they have been in, engaged. Because like, I mean, like Chris said, they were one of the best, bigger success stories of the, the 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 franchise, and I'm like, "Oh, that's true." But then Bethany's like, "They're not married." I'm like, oh, or at least we didn't not think they married, were. but definitely have some some longevity to them let's see that's going on a few years now like they her season was wrapped in or finished airing in august of 2016 so aired earlier that year so they've been engaged for close to four years five-year engagement great movie <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like one of my favorite couples one of my probably my favorite or one b um bachelorette um also like Jordan Rogers, who has ended up with a, a pretty decent career announcing uh, on the SEC network. I think he does a pretty good job, too. Yeah, not bad. Uh, and they've done uh, a number of things on, on television, and she keeping that ball rolling here with this guest hosting thing. Who knows? Maybe she becomes a a co-host in Paradise or, or, or something like that. We've I feel like that used to be a th- that was a thing on Bachelor Pad back in the day. Melissa Rycroft was a co-host to Chris Harrison back in the OG days of Pad. Um, I believe those seasons are on HBO Max. If anybody wants to revisit those during the holidays, um, any but like anything of note there, I didn't get to see those fifteen minutes. Uh, I, I kind of entered not the- really Zach C putting on 
the the black tux. Yeah, um, not really. You get basically uh, she was you know checking with Tasha. You know Tasha's giving her the rundown. All these guys are great. Blah blah blah. She, you know right reasons kind of rigmarole. Not really much there. And then uh, yeah, they give out the date cards. Uh, the date card for Zach. Um, ben was pretty upset about it for the fact that you know he's really trying to put himself out there. Which I'll talk I, more about I, as ben I was later. doing the scoring for Fantasy for Reality. Like there are points awarded for. Whoever reads the date card, and if someone read that date card and you're listening to this podcast okay. and you remember who it was, let me know. I did not award those points. Crap, crap. Uh, yeah, we can find. It. I, I, I thought, I, I thought I was going to remember it. Um, regardless, Zach's on a date. Uh, date Joe, started off. Joe's not there anymore, and he read all the date cards. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but yeah, Zach, Zach gets picked. Uh, Tasha at the beginning of this date though seems very awkward about being in a wedding sequence like uh, very much so it was kind of strange she was definitely whenever he shows up like she's super excited and they're telling the date and the really uh like exuberant and extravagant uh photographer was like we're gonna have a great day we have a great day we're gonna do all this stuff and tisha's like cringing Uh, i think think flamboyant is flamboyant um um, he was fun, you know. He's trying to keep it light and happy, but you, that guy was excited. He's like, "They brought me here, quarantined me for a week here at this great resort, so I could do this yeah. silly TV show." I'm on vacation. I'm having the time of my life. No, of course, and yeah, he, he did. You know, brought all these crazy clothes and stuff. I mean, like, and, and then he's probably hanging out with the 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 crazy art nude model yeah. people, yeah. <laughs> the old nude <laughs> models from the later part of that. Taking their picture too. <laughs> Um, but she was just really awkward. I was like, wow. And I was like, oh, this is not bode well for, uh, um, doesn't bode well for, for Zach here because, um, Tasha seems really uptight about this and definitely, like you said, PTSD around it. Um, Homer but pulled it together though. Really did. Uh, I'll tell you just uh, before we jump to the end of it, I was a little more endeared towards Zach after this date. Like he definitely let his guard down. He definitely exposed some stuff, which Bethany called. She's like, Walls he is down, a, vulnerable. He is an addiction, addiction specialist because he's a former addict. She called it before the date, uh, got to that point. Um, but interesting Did stuff. Did she call the, uh, fitness and nutrition, um, profession? <laughs> Did not. Did not see that <laughs> one coming. Did not. She's not that telepathic, but, um, anyway, we can jump back to where we're at now with Zach and the black tux name drop. Um, yeah, but we, he did. I think he did a good job with this. To, like he he made her feel comfortable and like kissed her on the date. They had romantic photos taken, and then there's the afterwards piece uh, where they have some time to decompress for her to like, hey, like, hey, I was pretty uncomfortable, but like, hey, you you made me feel good, and that's when we learned like Zach's been married before. Yep. And it seemed like he didn't know she had been married before. It's like he didn't really didn't know much about her at all. I, like, I felt like that would have like circulated around the house. Uh, same time, you know, um I don't that's something it's like a, you're it's kind of like a weapon you have, right? Like you don't want everybody to know what you're carrying in your, you know, in your backpack. Your here. quiver? Your quiver, you know, you don't want every arrow exposed here. So it's like if you knew that, like why would you go tell everybody, oh, you know she's married, right, guys? And then the guy's like, how do I use this for my advantage, you know? Oh, so, I, I got you. They're, they 
keep those stones to themselves. Because it is a secret, right? Because if what if she told you know Ivan something, and Ivan went and told you know everyone else, and then she's like, "I just told you that. You don't want that to happen." So you know, you kind of take it with a grain of salt. It's like, "Oh, yeah, this is mine." So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, three butt cheeks. I, don't, I can't explain that one, but <laughs> yeah. So, but I also I give Zach credit a little credit here. They did not prepare for Tasha. They prepared for Claire. So if anyone did any research, it wasn't for, for Tasha. Except for so. Brandon. Remember, he had no idea who she was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Boldly stated. You didn't Google me? Oh, no, you're just really hot. <laughs> smoke show. I, uh, some, I heard some guys calling you a smoke show. Smoke show. Here. Wasn't me, but I agree. <laughs> Actually, wait. Sorry. That was the new Bachelorette. That wasn't yeah. you. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, no, Zach, uh, he's very smitten with her and he's, I, I don't, I don't see them together because of like, he just doesn't seem like he fits with her, but also like JPP didn't seem like she fit, um, didn't really seem to fit with her. I think she kind of likes guys that I think she's kind of a nerd. I think deep down, she's kind of a nerdy person and she kind of identifies with the guys that aren't exactly the pretty guys, but guys, guys that actually have substance because she's kind of like that too, right? She's pretty, but like she actually is more a real person than just there to yeah, be well, hot. She kind of alluded to it a little bit, like kind of being, feeling like the outcast racially in, yeah. in Orange County growing up, um, which I'm, I've spent plenty of time out there, like, Maybe that's how she identifies as kind of the outcast in, in some ways that the the nerdy guy or the kind yeah. of quirky uh, collected guy uh, is a bit of the outcast as well. Right. I'm not saying she's at home playing like video games in her gamer chair for 16 <laughs> hours a day, but you know, doesn't shower and eats like shit. I'm not saying that, but what's that smell? <laughs> yeah, it's my ass. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> He's a deodorant. Yeah, in a bath. I haven't gotten up. I haven't gotten up in two days. Hey, Ironhead, what's with the thingy? <laughs> yeah. So, but I do think Zach kind of turned. There's a corner that Zach turned in this episode where I'm like, "Yeah, man, you fucked up real bad in your past life, but like you've got it together, and like you you're really doing the best you with your got it together so, and really owned it too. And really early age, he fell apart. So like he's got a lot of time to make up for it. It sounds like he's come a long way so he's 36 um presumably this all happened maybe before 30 he said it happened all this happened around 23 and a couple years later he that's when he went so i mean yeah around mid 20s late 20s he probably came back around so yeah like like maybe 10 years like hey i was like i was hopeless like yeah like almost gonna die like a, a bank teller quote was his angel and like essentially helped press the hard reset for him like four you know, months in rehab that's a pretty my, long rehab isn't it my, I, don't, I don't know much about rehab uh no it's like 30 it can be 30 to 90 days depending on like what situation you're in uh, yeah, my question longer than 90 days <laughs> yeah of course yeah yeah for sure um but uh you hear that story about the teller um being an angel I mean, if you're tasha you have the equal opportunity to say well how do you talk to an angel yeah. <laughs> you know Ray Pruitt. <laughs> you know Jamie Walters. Yeah. Uh, it's not often I get to incorporate door was, television show of all time. Door, door was there. wide open for this. Door was <laughs> wide open. <laughs> like, um, did, did Donna Martin get thrown by down down the yeah. stairs by Ray Pruitt? I don't know. Right. Does the peach pitch close yet? <laughs> <laughs> um, I missed this. 
because I was watching in the fashion that I was watching where I couldn't pause or rewind. Because uh, you were in Denver. <laughs> yeah, I was in Denver. I was watching the, the commercials were for like Denver News in between the, the, uh, the segments. Um, did he say what he had surgery for? And like when he ended up getting hooked on these pain pills, he said he started feeling really sick one day. And then, Oh, he had a brain tumor. Oh, a brain? I, I totally yeah. missed that part. I'm glad yeah, I yeah. asked. He had a brain tumor. So that was like, was, I was the first like, whoa. And then Bethany was, Bethany had already said she, he was a drug uh, recovering addict. Then she, we heard that and she was like, brain surgery, pain pills immediately. It was like, oh, there it is. And then that's kind of what it turned into. So <laughs> I'm just dropping the mic right here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Turn the TV off immediately. We're done. <laughs> we're done with this episode. Yeah. And basically we oh, were. I want to hear about Ben. <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, no, then they go on the, um, you know, Ferris ride and Tasha's all about this guy. Like she's truly falling for this dude. I mean, he opened up like, you know, this is like, all time type opening up on this show. Yeah. Like, and, yep. and usually a lot of time opening up is like a last ditch effort to like try to stay on the show. That wasn't what this was. Um, like he digs her, she digs him. He gets a rose. Like, I mean, it was good stuff. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, he dropped his rose off the Ferris wheel. We saw him yeah. after the credits. Yeah. Um, last thing I would say about this, like, well, let's compare this to another exposure we get later on in this episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> from another, from another member. Store, stash away. Um, lots of innuendo in the last date was Zach. <laughs> and then we're going to, and we're going to contrast it with, with the conversation with Ben or with the, the easy date? Uh, both actually. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I have some thoughts on the easy day. Oh, for sure. We need to get to there. So let's get like, to this. Everybody knows way. I love easy. Um, same. Same. Anyway, let's anyhow, back at the house. Back at the house or otherwise known as La Quinta. Um, <laughs> it seems as though Bennett and Noah, like we had thought this was coming, but they're starting to come to a bit of a head. Uh, they're both wanting one-on-ones. Um, there's even more of Bennett providing commentary on how a one-on-one with Noah would be the Worst day of the life of Tasha, and then we get the date card for uh, express yourself. Oh, I'm expressing with my full capabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, Spencer, Ivan, Ed, Blake, Brendan, Riley, Demar, Bennett, Ben, and Noah—a big group date for this stage in the season. Um, but the key cogs there being Bennett and Noah. Um, but there was plenty of time for others, and that left, of course the aforementioned easy for the one-on-one. We did arrive to this date. We, we walk into a room with a painter who was kind of a personality, I guess, and then some nude models. But Natalia is here to help with art and expression, Will. Yep. I, I, I've never done segment production on a reality show. I've certainly never done it in a pandemic where I, my resources are limited. I'm like seems like a weird group date. Might uh, be a might be maybe a better one on one. Yeah. 
it became more weird because of how much everyone opened up during this thing as a group, which just felt like you were, they were each kind of top each other with their with it, their it, revelations. It didn't feel like we were headed there to start with. No, it seemed like really goofy. Uh, but it, it, it felt like we were headed towards Blake making a penis out of clay. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> just a bunch of like dick jokes and like whatever. But uh, I, honestly, I thought it was like, oh, they're all getting naked, just like. Uh, uh, what's his face said? Yeah, ben. I, ben was like, oh, oh, no. when Blake came in, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm getting naked for this. I don't want to get naked. Time. I don't want to get naked again. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good I've point. Been, I've, been eating, I've been hitting uh, craft services and yeah. uh, I don't look as good. I need to stop getting naked. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. Overall, I've seen uh, there's been worse things they've done. I mean, like the whole stupid like Rapunzel reading thing they did at the beginning of the season with Claire, like that was really stupid. That was more lame than this. Totally lame. Like this one, I get because it's 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 a group activity that everyone can do and participate in. Everyone's at their own style, so I understand that part. But it was also, yeah, we have to draw these old new pe- old new people. Like that's just like, do we need, these people have to be drawn? They <laughs> couldn't just do something else. But at least they were thin. Yeah, I mean, also <laughs> these old naked people quarantined to be on this program. <laughs> like they, they were chosen to do this. It would have been even better if they had masks on. Or, oh, or, yeah. Or no, shields, even better. Yeah, right. Face shields, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, weird date, but like... Is that a black box? No, that's my shield. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing the black box. <laughs> um, yeah, like, but it's also, um, you know, a good date to... Because the way this unfolded, like, it turned to be a very successful date in the long run, even though it was very awkward starting off. Yeah. Bennett started it off by really jockeying for the position sitting next to Tasha. So weird. Hey, I'm sitting here. And he's like, no, you're not. He's like, no, no, I need to yeah. like Seat's No taken. one just gets up. Seat's taken. No one was clearly sitting there already. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of felt it, bad for Noah at that point. I'm like, like some of the stuff it, Bennett sucks. does, I'm like, you're a total douchebag. And other stuff he does, I'm like, ah, yeah. <laughs> so nice work. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, I like Bennett, but yeah, there's some like really dickish stuff i'm just like bro come on man it's like i think he's mostly i like bennett it's just you don't want to be on bennett's bad side no and honestly he seems like loyal friend good guy to be around so he's not a guy that a guy that you don't want to be enemies with yeah yeah um I feel like he's got a story that we don't know much about, but um, I don't know if we're going to find out at all. But yeah, we're going to have to have paradise to find out. I think. Yeah. Um, um, I don't things don't think things went well for him in that in that no one one. No. Um, Bennett did present his painting uh, at at one point in time and says, "I started with the models, but then I drew some some noise around it to illustrate all the drama that's going on." Yeah. This is like so passive aggressive. Um, Then round two, they put on blindfolds to make their clay sculptures, which then he he capitalizes on that because he's sitting by her and makes out with her, which like props to you, boss move, uh, Chateau Benet. Um, As as I mentioned, Blake made a a penis out of clay. Uh, Noah shared a breakfast in bed setup, which was nice. And then Bennett shares... Clay of his and Tasha's NYC penthouse, Hampton's home, LA home, but he ran out of time for the mountain retreat in the French chateau. It's like, dude, I, I, I like you, 
but you're way too far out of your skis here, flaunting your wealth or whatever it is. Like that's kind of off-putting. I feel like. Yep. Yep. Like, I, like dude, I don't know if that's off-putting to Tasha. Certainly for the dudes, but I think probably for Tasha as well. Yeah, I think it definitely rubs her the wrong way. It's not very humble. She's a very humble and person. You know, like read the room. Yeah, well, it's just like don't tell us you went to Harvard. Don't tell us about all these other things. Like I don't even know what his job is. I probably should wealth know that. wealth manager, which is very descriptive. Um, he's a he's a financier. Yeah. Um. Maybe I should put a feeler out and see if he wants to manage my lack of wealth. <laughs> uh, round three, we move to canvases, self-portrait paintings or collages, or in Bennett's case, needlepoint. Impressive that he can do needlepoint, I guess. Um, I didn't get a close-up of it to see if it was good needlepoint. Not that I'm a cr- critic of <laughs> needlepoint. Um, but a Ganny fires back at Noah that at, well, I left out the part where Noah yelled out, Hey, do you spell privilege like this? Yeah. Um, I guess to your point though, Bennett has some story, right? Like he's like, I didn't come from privilege. Like I'm a, I'm a self-made man, which if he is awesome, more power to him. Like, uh, really well done for, for, uh, someone that can do that for themselves. Yep. Uh, Blake, this is where it gets weird. Kind of started the like serious trend of it all, right? The trend of this shifts dramatically. Okay, like, uh, well, mine's one inch longer after after that one. Um, Blake with a presentation of his turtle doves because they're the only monogamous animals. I learned something. I didn't know that. If that's true, I learned something. And then he goes. Opens up about the rough household that he grew up in, cops in the house, a non-traditional family, and how he wants to take his time to find the right woman so he can have like a a quote normal traditional family, which I didn't expect to hear from Blake. And that started, as you said, the trend. Riley opens up heavily about how in his twenties he daydream about his cozy home and his wife and his daughter and his relationship with his or poor relationship, I guess I should say with his mother, he got really emotional. He had, he had tears in his eyes as as he did this. And like, I was like, Oh, this is getting very real. And I don't even think she likes you. (laughs) Yep. And then Ben gets naked. (laughs) Yeah. It It was a very serious naked though. He, he's got a very uncomfortable intensity to him, to him. Like, he he comes off as a nice guy, and I feel like he probably is a very good dude. But like, he puts so much he's put so much pressure on things and himself. And like now that he she kept saying she wants him to show up for her, he's going like over above and beyond. And it's like this isn't coming off natural or uh, genuine. This is coming off like you are doing all the things that is being asked to make sure you you you've done it to say you did it. And it's like ingenuity. Exactly, ingenuity. <laughs> yeah, he. I feel like I know people like Ben, or maybe have worked with people like Ben, where like they're they're good people, but you can't really it crack them for a long time. You're just like, oh, they they seem wound so tight, but underneath it, like 
once you figure it out or like you've, you've spent enough time with them, you realize, Oh, okay. Like I, I, I get you, but I guess it's easy to easiest to just say like challenging to unpeel the onion. Maybe is the easiest way of saying that. Yeah. Uh, but like all these guys have been these very personal stories and then Ben's like, I'm just gonna get butt ass naked in front of all these dudes. But, but then like keeps it real though. It's like, I'm he does. Keep this physical body to you. Yeah, this is me showing up, which is kind of his new thing. It's kind of like Becca's do the damn thing. That's what I'm saying. Which she but, brought it back last week. Did you catch that when she yeah, was on last week? Yeah. She was like, I forgot what it was, but she yeah. do the damn dares. Yeah, was her. Yeah, but I, I don't like. No, it came off like he he definitely speak after he started speaking it was like okay, I understand what he's doing, but still, it's like everybody. <sighs> It just seemed like the just one the ultimate one upper. Like you know what else I can do? It's like takes yeah, some nerve but, to do what he did though. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I, I was it's like a profession okay. in health, health and fitness and nutrition. Yeah. Well, we'll learn more about. We'll learn more about. So yeah, no, I know it's it it, it was fine, but it was this date took a left turn and Tasha starts melting down from the the drama and the intensity of it. So. Yeah, I mean, seriousness. Like, she really, really took that to heart. Um, and that's when, that's really when I felt, I was like, man, like, these guys are really in this for her. They're not here for television. Like, that felt, that was maybe the most real group date franchise history. Yeah. I would, like, I, that's a pretty bold statement, but like, started of off awkward. Way. Started off awkward, but it ended with, some real, real, real emotions there. Yeah. But all the cliches, raw, vulnerable, real, genuine, the things that I yeah. said at the top of the show when I introduced you, but I was being sincere. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and raw and vulnerable and real and genuine. Yeah. Walls down, walls down, walls yeah. down. Um, Let's talk about uh, nighttime. Nighttime is the right time. So Tasha wants to have more fun and keep the momentum going. She grabs Riley first, and this is exactly when my DVR shut off and went to the the blue screen. It went to the Hulu. Yeah, yeah. This is like when the blue screen of death happens. Anyway, um, Riley's first to grab her. He's very happy, and he's coming out of his shell. I think she does like Riley. I think she likes Riley more than we probably know that she likes Riley. But do you like Riley? I think I do. I think he's a. I, I think he's a real dude. Um. I don't know if it's long term, but like I do think he is he's moved up in a lot of spots. Yeah. So last week, uh, our good friend uh, from the pod, uh, Kenny Browder, was was here, and if you, I think I actually I I guess that was you weren't on that, but like early in the season, Kenny was really high on Riley. Like yes, that was his I remember, dude. I remember he, saying that. Like Easy was my guy, Riley was his guy, and I was like last week I said to him I was like. Hey, that was your thought early in the season. How are you feeling about Riley? And I was like, don't like him. <laughs> I was like, he's, I was like, I don't either. <laughs> he's come up kind of brash a few times, um, but like, I don't know. I, I, I think he, uh, I think he's got some things she likes. And uh, yeah, he definitely had a comeuppance this week. He, he had a, he had yeah, a good week. He did. Um, then we get Ben, and we talked about exposing things. So Ben already exposes bare ass, amongst other things. But then he's. He tells her he's feeling a connection. He has this feeling he's never felt in his life, but he's saying these things, but he's already said these things. I don't think Ben forgets what he's already told her because he's definitely said this to her previously. 
But then he gets into how he tells her that the life he's lived is different than what she might assume, which we're like, hey. And I was like, oh, what is he going to say next? And we all lean in a little harder. Yeah. <laughs> and and then, uh, get up to the edge of the couch. Yeah. Um, and my Denver broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the reason he is in fitness and nutrition is because he had bulimia for 10 years when he was in his 20s, which I'm like, whoa. You don't hear much about guys having eating disorders. Even if they don't really claim it's an eating disorder, you don't hear many guys, you know, like... Yeah, that's intense. It's a lot. Ten years is a long time. And like looking at him, he's a handsome guy. He's super fit. Like I would never, I would never been like, oh yeah, that guy's got an eating disorder. Yeah. I mean, he had one. Like I don't know if you ever get rid of it, but yeah, I think you just you just manage it, right? Um, His sister helped him save his life, but he just used to work out and just like worry about the stuff, and then um, another guy letting it all out, and so she just she's just really digging this, right? Everyone's kind of exposing stuff, which at this point you should be right because at this point. There's enough fat been trimmed off. You can actually have time with her. So, like, this is the time to get into it. So, he delivers, comes in really big. She seems to, to you know, take it in. But, like, the way between he goes about and, it. Between that and the the deal with Zach. Yeah. Some heavy stuff. No, it definitely is. But Zach's came off a lot more genuine. Like, I believe everything Zach was saying. Not that Ben's you lying at all. Real? Yeah, I just, <laughs> I think Ben was... It was real. Just the way he goes about it, the intensity of his eyes, he's just a little too like, his eyes are like eating through her when he's telling her this. And it's like, I don't know. There's just something about him that just kind of irks me a little bit. Like, had a motive behind it? No, I just think he has an uncomfortable intensity. I think it's the best way to say it. Like, he's just so intense, it's uncomfortable, even though he's being so, so loving and caring and he wants you to know these things and wants you to understand. Like, he's just coming off like desperate almost, like a little desperate uh, more than it should be, right? So, I don't dislike the guy. I just feel like he's doing himself a disservice a little bit with his uh, uncomfortable intensity. Okay. Anyway, my take. And he exposed his bare ass in front of a bunch of dudes that just told him about their parents' lives and they was all fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's like a I, weird time to do that. It's interesting. Like we'll, we'll we'll get to it, but like the scenes from the next look to at least lead us to believe that something's up with Zach, right? Uh, I guess if you're com- comparing and contrasting the two here, like Ben, like. I don't, I'm not an authority to do this. I so take it with a grain of salt. Like Ben had an eating disorder, which I guess which is an addiction of of sorts, right? Um, Zach had an addiction and was married. There's some other things to unpack there. Like it feels like one is a little less messy than the other. I. But I, yes. I'm not an yes. authority to to be able to do that. So, and I'm I'm not claiming that I am. But it, right. it feels like Ben's is a little less complicated. I don't know what you're true. Thinking. They're both some part of a imbalance of sorts, just a different kind, right? You know, like addicted to to drugs versus addiction to eating or not eating. I mean, those are just it's a different way of thinking. But no, I agree. I mean, like, yeah, I don't have a big um you know i have a lot of experience with either one we don't but, have extra diplomas on the wall yeah exactly but um but at the same time like we do have you know, a podcast <laughs> we have, do have these microphones one thing to think about though is what would trigger 
a person to go back on those things? Like, are would you be a trigger for those things? You know, like, do you, that's, that's heavy for someone to have to deal with. Right. It's like, uh, I know friends that are dating people in a or married to people in a, and it's like, what if they had a breakup or divorce? It's like, that might, that could be a trigger for them. Right. And it's like, that could screw things up for that person more deeply. And that person may get, you know, feel like they have to stick it out to keep them on the straight and narrow. So there's a level of, uh, uh, you know, or, uh, uh, a level of, in, of intensity and just like more, uh, I guess, responsibility. Yeah. They're bringing the heat like that. Yeah. Bringing the heat. So it's a lot for Tasha to chew on. That's for sure. Food, food, food check. Give him the heater, Ricky. Yep. Um, back with the group though, Spencer's talking about all the guys, how they heat with their emotions, brought the heat with their emotions and didn't think they could... friend Spencer. I know what, you got that first impression, Rose, and you've disappeared off the face. Of nothing the ever, but he pops in for a, a, a comment or two. Um, he said that everyone brought the the heat with their emotions. Don't think they could have done any better. Tisha picks with a great date, Rose, and gives it to our boy Kenny Browder's Riley. Oh wait, no, she doesn't. No, she compliments. Oh, I missed yeah, yeah, yeah. this yeah. whole thing. Compliments Riley and she Brendan. She does this every week. Like I know, she, like, goes two three guys like, picks three guys and like. I'm going to commend three of you and then award the rose to one of you. And then gets visit Ben because he's put his dick in the air this afternoon. <laughs> so <laughs> no, it, 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 he was fully covered, I believe. Uh, I think it was yeah. his bare ass that was out. Yeah. But um, anyway, but there's one more thing. Knowing Bennett, there's something going on between you and you two. And I'm, I'm going to get to the bottom of it one way or another. And I'm like, where did this come from? Or another. Where did this come from, though? I mean, like, where did, did somebody? No one. We didn't see anybody tell her. I mean, like, yeah, it's it's like well, okay, like maybe there was more of a spat during the art than we saw. Maybe I mean, or maybe she just picked up on the the shitty vibes. But either way, uh, group is fed up with Noah, and, and Noah's fed up with Bennett and his trippy remarks. Bennett says he's going nothing going on with Noah. Bennett calls him young Noah over and over. Does talk down to Noah, but Noah's a child amongst boys. Oh, young William. Oh, young Spencer. <laughs> um, Bennett keeps it calm and calls him juvenile with his behavior. Not he's on the babysitter, not the he's on he's not on the ba- babysitter. He's on the bachelorette. And Bennett That's wants right. to have a relationship with Tasha. Noah wants to have drama. Who do we agree with here? Yeah, who do you agree with? Like I both think I think Bennett's going out of his way, which is the death knell for a lot of people. So I think he is. I think he's making a bigger deal about this than anyone. I do think that Bennett is more there for her and Noah's more there to have fun and cause problems. And I think Bennett's just been sucked into the vortex and is taking it a little too seriously is kind of my that's, take, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I, I completely agree. Like he's taking the bait. Right. And I don't know if Noah's baiting him super hard or that Bennett has taken it upon him to, to take the bait. And now Noah, anything Noah does and says is now just blown up that much more. So let me impose my will on you now, young Noah. You need to read this book, which we'll get to. <laughs> um, um, the only guy left after the group date, after Zach's date, was our guy Easy. Love Easy. Easy's been my favorite since early on. Um, sports marketing, sports agent guy from from yep. Newport. 
Uh, ahead of the date, Tasha tells us she likes his personality, but that their relationship really hasn't quite gotten there romantically. Um, so we design a date where there's no possibility for them to have any romantic feelings. Yeah. Um, we're, we're going haunted house style. Easy's in the dark. Tasha comes out and scares the crap out of him, makes him scream like a little girl. And then these two go ghost hunting and the screaming doesn't stop. It's screaming and laughing and like they seem to be having fun. It's not great TV and it's really not an opportunity for them to get to know each other any better. Like I, it was kind of a, like, I mean, maybe it was signed on purpose, but like, it felt like uh, easy didn't really have an opportunity here in my opinion. Yeah. I know it's just half the date. We get the nighttime portion, but of course, but still like this is, I mean, yes, it's fun. I mean, it'd be really fun to do this. Um, but yeah, this doesn't help with like getting to know someone. It's more, also, of where did they do this? Did they just take over some, some of the villas at the at La Quinta and turn them into a haunted house? This, this place is pretty big. So yeah. I feel like they well, could I mean, easily 21 swimming pools. It's huge. Right. Right. So, I mean, like, uh, yeah, the fact that you, some people probably don't know their way around the entire property, you know, Ed, Ed, so. Oh, this is in Tasha's room. Oh, hey, it's came to talk to Tasha. I guess I'm talking to Chris Harrison. You want to you have a drink? Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm glad uh, I got this in this week because don't uh, ask me to wrestle. Next week. Don't ask me to wrestle. My arm might fall out. <laughs> he was like, uh, Do you think Jojo will stand in Chris's room? Maybe I should go knock on her door. Is Jojo uh-huh. single? <laughs> yeah, yeah, to wrestle. Yet. What's going on with that? <laughs> I, I, like I can't believe. Ed is still on the show. Is I know. Really what, what I think this is the last. This might be his last week. Or next um, week. At nighttime, uh, out of nowhere, Easy tells Tasha that he's falling in love with her. Meanwhile, like we've never seen them have any level of closeness I, that I'm aware of. Yeah. No. I mean, like, they've gotten, they had some moments where, like, early on where she was like, wow, you're really coming out of your shell. Like, I feel like, what's weird is that some of the guys I feel like should be more out of their shell aren't. And I'm like, I thought Easy would be like a guy that would come out of his shell and he really, I just playing it cool the whole time. So, yeah, I don't, like, not too surprised he said it because I think, think he was trying to think he felt this way, but, like, not sure where it came from. Like, We've established really like easy. His conversation at dinner felt a little more like common bachelor. Like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. Keep me around kind of thing. Yeah. Where some of that other stuff was real. Um, there wasn't much substance leading up to it. It was more just like, you know what? I'm falling in love with you. It was like, I need to say something here because we just had a, like this goofy date where you didn't yeah. get to know me at all. This traumatic um, date we just went through? I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll guard shit myself. your heart from good. Yeah. yeah, my pants is full of pee from uh, getting scared, but I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure I told you that before the date's over. <laughs> oh, uh, Anyhow, um, kind of the end of Yeezy. Easy. I was calling him Yeezy. Um, Yeezy. Um, he wishes he was Yeezy because um, he would be a lot more wealthy. Um, he feels like everything is perfect. And that coupled with Tasha's 
very stoic face as she as he's speaking like there's no poker face there it was like oh easy's done <laughs> just watching her face um, yep but uh, yet zach c say it again zach but yet zach, zach c like all for it right i'm like huh yeah. oh okay okay she does say, like, hey, like, you've done what I've asked. You've been real and honest, vulnerable. Those words that she likes to say. And unfortunately, I can't give you this rose because I'm not where you are. And doesn't think I she's don't know if I'll get ever there. get there. That, that one hurt where it's like, I get it. Maybe you're not there right now. But I'm like, you in the knees. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, but I'm like, so you're not there now. No shot this changes? I'm like, all right. I didn't see that coming. I didn't. I did not. I, I was like, oh, for sure. He at least gets another date. I mean, like another day. So, yeah. Follows it up with like how amazing you are. And then uh, I felt bad. He finally got his time. Got stuck in this low substance date. Told to kick rocks. <laughs> I appreciate it. Anyway, he said, Tasha, is this real? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> it was it was almost like girls don't break up with me. <laughs> like you gave that dude that has no front face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rose. You're like you know what Ed's still here, right? Yeah. And and Noah, the guy you shaved his mustache off, he's still here? Yeah. Uh just check to make sure you're aware. Yeah. So you sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Whoops! Whoops! Poor, like, did not see this coming. Hundred percent confident, we will see Easy again on a Bachelor Nation television show. I hope so. Um, but yeah, I didn't I just didn't see this coming. I'm like, of all the guys here, like, I feel like this guy's like at least the top six, top seven. You know, like, I feel like he's gonna be around a little longer. But I felt like he could have been a contender. <sighs> whiff on that big whiff. Um. Yeah, we're so down, we, we're down to ten guys uh, with with the easiest departure, which yeah, it, it's kind of feels like we got to ten somewhat quickly. I'll, obviously, we had a, like a restart of the season, so yeah, um, yeah, things have sped up quite a bit since uh, old Claire Bear's gone. So cocktail party, or rather the pre cocktail pre cocktail party two on one. Um, Jojo rolls in, says Tasha is frustrated by the tension between Bennett and Noah, and Jojo wants to know what's going on, guys. Pointing fingers. <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. Um, Tasha has said she cannot keep both of them. So dun 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 dun, and she would like to see them before the cocktail party, and there will be a rose there. You've been called to the principal's office nine times, nine times. So. Ed is expecting that these two dudes will be involved in a battle royale. Does Benet have a rat in, rabbit in the hat? He says he's going to crush. He's going to crush nervousness. What? Yeah. Meanwhile, Noah thinks Benet is threatened Bennett by his lacks re- no confidence. Yeah. He does no. not lack for confidence. Not at all. Meanwhile, Noah thinks Benet is threatened by his relationship with Tasha, which I don't think Bennett cares. Um, but wait. Yeah, B- Bennett. Bennett has no thoughts about Noah. No. Other than he's annoyed by him. Yeah, which is a thought in itself. But yeah. um, but wait, Benet has brought Noah a gift here on the date, and he brought a peacemaker gift for Noah. 
What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the fucking box? It's a red bandana, Step symbol one, of a friendship. Cut a hole in the box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Step two, put your hand in that box. Pull out a red bandana as a friendship gift for Noah. It's red for no bad blood. Mustache socks, and the only place to wear a mustache is on your feet, young Noah. Take take and, lesson. And yes, I wore them the other night, but yeah. I've washed them since then, and yeah. I'm giving you my already been worn socks. Saltwater bath. In my sink, so the colors would not run, and hung up to dry on the terrace. <laughs> terrace of my chateau. Yeah, yep. They didn't quite uh, dry, but I have two fireplaces in my room, so I hung them around them. Yeah, might smell like wine and cheap cigars, but. <laughs> um, also, young Noah, a life lesson book on emotional intelligence. The components, which are self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. Oh, you abandoned you abandon your voice, Well, <laughs> Oh, he feels he's missing the three of these. <laughs> um, Benet is totally belittling and patronizing him. This is not sincere at all. Um, but I will give it to Benet. Like, what, was he sincere? No. This is all belittling. This is all just to fucking shit on him. Basically, he's a young dude, which lots of these things probably are accurate. Problem I is... I thought in like, some small way he was actually trying to like help him out but didn't quite know most, how to do it in the most dickheaded way yeah <laughs> i mean that's the thing it's completely belittling and patronizing is it sincere not really but is he trying to help him kind of yes because he wants to show him the way let, let me help you by helping you get out of here and giving you a path to walk down on the way out of the house i mean emotional intelligence became a staple of the bachelor when with corinne and taylor corinne and taylor correct um, and since then, it's become a thing, right? And I do believe emotional intelligence is a very real thing. That was Johns Hopkins, Taylor, and Harvard Bennett. Uh, right. Um, but Bennett, Noah may not be the best of these, and Bennett admits that he wasn't the best of these either at some point. He learned. Which, when he, he said learned. that, I was like, oh, like, hey, like, maybe it's not all ill-willed. He was like, hey, like, I didn't have these at your age. But the way he presented it was the most like, hey, and fuck you with this banana and fuck you with these socks and fuck you with this book and fuck I you. Thought maybe there was, I thought maybe there was a fourth thing in the box that we didn't get to. It was his dick. <laughs> <laughs> it was the dick in the box, Spencer. What, was it the one Blake made? Mm-hmm. That would have been awesome. <laughs> and you know what's left. Black bars. Um, uh. Yep. They then they have to agree to have the best man win the night. But when Noah asks Bennett to tell him he's he lacks uh, emotional intelligence, Tasha sitting there in the room. But then it's like, what is going on? What is going on? I'll, I'll tell you what. I will do that with her sitting in the room. I'm like, yeah, I will. I will say that, everything. You're going home, dude. <laughs> yeah. Please don't do it. You're gonna go home if you do that. Yeah. Enter Tasha. Uh, bet you wonder what's going on here. <laughs> I like both of you, and I have feelings for both of you, but to be quite honest, I'm frustrated. And she, she calls him out for this teenage boy drama, but and she gets really upset about something Bennett says, and I like I didn't catch it. Like I only had one shot at this, like I said, the way yeah. I watched it this week. But she's like, I feel like you're questioning my integrity. Yeah, like, it, it was something. Questioning it was, Noah. 
Yeah, but keeping Noah is basically questioning her inte- in- integrity. Like, it, is she really? Ha- is she really? You know, is there really a lot of integrity here if she's going to keep Noah? Like, is she really playing this game? Play the game, or is she really in the Noah? So I think Bennett was just more like, yeah, I don't think you keeping him here is a very smart thing to do if you're really serious about this process. So and that's when she's like, you're questioning my my integrity, which kind of kind of said that he kind of said that by implying it but um we're left hanging on the cliff with this one what's in the box what's in the fucking box baby? is it Gwyneth's head yeah <laughs> great movie that is so seven um next week um lie detector and zach cheating she basically admits that every week Zach has something new to tell her and it's not always the best thing to find out. <laughs> Just keep peeling back those layers. Uh, yeah. Brendan goes to her, which I'm I'm still stoked on Brendan. Like I feel like we don't know enough about him yet. I feel like we need to. He comes to her with complete honesty though next week. Like, hey, the time frame of proposing it's a little intimidating. Yeah. It's I me. Mean, he's being honest. That's the thing about this. I like if somebody's going to sh- turn someone down because they're intimidated about proposing on this time frame that doesn't make any fucking sense in reality. Don't shit on the person. Just be like, I get it. Yeah, when the leads I get do it, it all the time. I remember like um, Rachel Lindsay did it. And it was just like, it was basically like, if you can't propose, you need to go home. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Like, I, like, and I don't think that's the lead. I think that's production like telling them that's how it is. But I feel like if someone likes someone enough, they should just be, be. okay with it. Or or they should there should be some like, hey, we can be engaged for five years, like <laughs> yeah. JoJo. Um anyhow. Um Riley has something that he has to open up about next week. And says, is this the day I let myself go? It's like, sounds like something deep going on there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, just deep all together. Like, um, it's heating up. We're, um, we're starting to cook with gas a little bit here this season. And, and, uh, and I like it. Uh, yeah. This is like, it was weird. Like, usually I like a really dramatic episode, but I appreciated the, like, really sincere nature of this week's episode yeah i mean we really learned a lot i mean most of these episodes are like so just flat and basic you're just like oh cool cool so yeah there's definitely a lot going on here definitely um top four oh top four leaders in the clubhouse hmm i i I, I guess I can't keep easy in my top four anymore. Although he had cannot, one there last week. Cannot. Um, I I think the the easy ones for the week are Zach and Ben. Yep. Yeah. Uh, for for me. Um. Ivan. I still, I still think she really likes Ivan. I'm with you. Yep. And um, my fourth choice is still Brendan, although it's a bit cloudy um there I, I feel like there's a little wiggle room there f- also for 
a Riley or maybe a Spencer because the first impression roast has always carried some clout. Uh, but I'm going with Brendan in that fourth slot. How about you? Yeah, I would say Brendan or Riley. Riley this week more than more than 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 Brendan, but only because this is week. But Brendan's definitely showed his, you know, come up pretty strong. So, uh, yeah, you know, we didn't get to see a lot of him, but it wasn't really focused on him either. So, right. yeah, but I don't think there's like Zach C. Obviously, feels like the clear cut leader after what we saw this episode, but. It's episode to episode at this point, so I'm not going to say it's clearly him, but I don't know. Like I feel like I feel like a Brendan or a Riley or an Ivan probably have the best chance to win out of a Zach and a, and a Ben overall. After that date she had with Ivan last week, like yeah, we kind of did. We kind of forgot him a little this week, but he really cemented himself in her yeah. mind last week. Yeah, the conversation I, that they. Had. I think they're probably the most alike. For many different reasons. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so, I think that's I think that's fair. Um, he also doesn't try very hard, but he makes every moment with her seem to count. Unlike Ben, who's like forcing himself to be so present and there and naked and bulimic, and all this is just like, <laughs> hold on, dude. Yeah. Hold on, dude. I'm wanting to learn more about Brendan and Spencer. Like, yeah. are they? Are they? Are they? Are they contenders? I don't know. Yeah. I feel like Spencer could if we got any time with him, but yeah. Yeah. I, I hopefully he's not one that just cut because like Blake, Blake should go. There's no way that's happening. Ed needs to go. That's not happening. Noah. That's not happening. Damar. Yeah. I don't know. Damar hanging around, but like we don't get much Damar time. Yeah. I like Damar. He's getting like Wills. You're yeah, like exactly. Wills. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wills. Very Wills. Um, Bennett not going to win. Um, so it's like yeah, one of those well, what, one of those guys is going home and not two on one. Well, yeah, but like neither one are going to win. Like you just yeah. that's not the way this works. Just yeah. rarely it's, anyone that go on a two on one even sniff the final. Yeah, two three. there's a reason why you're on the two on one. Yeah, so I know I feel like we have like six guys that are easily cuttable like right now. So six really? Uh, Bennett, Blake, that's two. Yeah. Um, Noah, Ed, three. Noah four. Oh, okay, maybe okay. It's about half. I mean, half are about probably cuttable at this point. But a decent like rest of the group: Ivan, yeah. Riley, Zach, Spencer, Ben, and then Demar's kind of the outsider right. there. So it's like five or six. So yeah. half of the group is easily cuttable, though. Like almost half, exactly half. So anyway, yeah. Anyway, speaking of those guys. Um, it's starting to balance out a little bit, uh, at least players-wise in Fantasy 4 Reality. Um, not score-wise, but Fantasy, the numeral 4, reality.com. They're our partners. I help do the live scoring over there. So uh, check it out. It's not too late. There's still 10 guys left on the show. Sign up, play a league of your um, format and choosing with your colleagues and friends. And also be sure, sign up today. For the challenge, the challenge season 36 um, double agents starts on December the 9th. So a week from today, we're recording here on Wednesday. Um, sign up, play. There's there's a bunch of new people on the show, a um, bunch of old people as well. So, so check that out. Um, I know Will and I are excited. The challenge is kind of our one of our pillars of the pod, if you will. Um, so, so check that out. Um, but, uh, 
Uh, I have a little over 3,000 points, and Will has 16. Yeah, we're not going to talk about it. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll leave that there. Uh, I uh, I don't know if I told you this, but I I redacted our our challenge draft and uh, and added Kenny in, so we're gonna we'll, we'll redraft it. As a, as what? A Some horse shit in a barrel, dude. <laughs> he 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 had uh, last week oh, we- like, within hours of I think when I had run the draft, he was like, "Oh, I want to be in the league." I was like, "Okay." Do I'm- we get to keep our rankings, or is this did the rankings change? Um, that's a good question. I'll before I process it, I will, I will make sure yours aren't in alphabetical order. How about that? <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> um, but uh, anyhow, fantasy for reality. Any uh, any other reality television thoughts? Will I'm I'm watching a few things. Nothing super big. With like, and some shows had a break last week with Thanksgiving. Um, are you watching Love After Lockup? Life after lockup. I am. I have not seen the most recent one. It, it's yep. my, kind of my first foray there, and um, I'm glad we have. I think two, if not three, of the couples from the most recent season on. Yeah, it's not as good. It's just never as good. But um, a lot, a show that has a lot of cliffhangers has even more cliffhangers. <laughs> yeah, I know. So it's that one's going all right. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, we watched some recent scripted TV, The Undoing, with Nicole Kim and I told you about. Um, kind of a okay-ish ending, but a really good five, six episode um, miniseries. Um, re- recently started The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Um, a lot of people super, talking about that. Super first two episodes, I'm like, fuck yes, this is great for many reasons. Um, so uh, that one's good. I'm but I'm all into Yellowstone. Uh, oh man, I heard that one's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but um, reality wise, I'm trying to balance getting going in Yellowstone five or six episodes in, but also trying to like still f- like I kind of gotten away from finishing the final season and breaking bad. So I'm like oh, dude. recommitting to like, Finish Hey, that. like we need to make sure we're doing both of these, uh, not just like neglecting one. Yeah. Um, but Southern charm. Well, it was back this week after the, uh, taking last yeah. week off. Well, deck was kind of ho home this week. I feel yeah, like. it was okay. It's okay. Um, I'm, not one way or another yet on Real Housewives of Salt Lake. I think it could be interesting with a dynamic that doesn't really exist elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, that girl, Jin Shaw's nuts. Yeah. The only show I'm not up to speed on, and it's just happened, like I'm four or five episodes behind a Real Housewives of Orange County, which I'm just not that interested in. That's yeah, very okay. Um, but we'll, like I said, next week, we'll have Bachelorette. We had the challenge both going on and and I don't hate it. Like that's all that's always a good thing. It's a tough time of year though to to have two of our big shows on. Yeah. Sure. I know. I just want that top shop to come out. I know it's done filming and I'm sure they're gearing up for January. So remind watch. me the the city? Portland. Portland. Yeah. Portland, Maine, of course. Yes. The Jarl Slayer is very nice. But um yeah, yeah no, I'm stoked. Stoked for that. Anyway, anywho, well, um, if you don't have anything else and I don't have anything else, why don't you let everybody know where they can find us online? Let's get on out of here. Check us out on Twitter at After Reality Pod. Like the After Reality TV podcast page on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at After Reality Podcast. Subscribe wherever you download them, Spotify, Apple, Google, or Stitcher. And check out our website, AfterRealityPodcast.com. Go on, find me at I Fell Over 45 on Twitter and Instagram.
You can find me on the Twitter at Spencer Kitley, all one word. You can follow at Fantasy, the numeral four reality on Instagram and Twitter. And until we chat again, we remind you we like bears and Mexican food right here on After Reality.